0: It's Carcon Carne.
1: Let's eat in the car. It's Carcon Carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Oostel. Well, it looks like real time. Hey, good news. It's Carcon Carne. I'm James Van Oostel. Still at home. That's going to be the case for a long time, it looks like. Caracol and Carney, sponsored in part tonight by C&H Financial Services, chfs.us. Tonight, my guest is a master chef. He is a local guy. We love him. He is Scott Fisher. Hello, Scott. Hey, James. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. So I want to talk about your career, but before we get there, we got to talk about your new business venture because I've got hot food in front of me and I don't want it to get cold. (laughs) Uh, The 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 delivery service you created is happy to meet you. Meat, of course, being a homophone, M-E-A-T. It is a delivery service wherein butcher, like high quality meat is delivered to your door. Uh, I'll let you That's explain some right. terrible at this, apparently. No, no, it's,
0: it's, it's, I mean, you, you, you hit it right on the head. It's, we've decided that, you know, with what's going on in, in the world today and with the resta- restaurants shutting down, um, going to your favorite steakhouse to get a great quality steak, um is obviously a challenge and also going to your local market i mean i went to my local market in my area and a lot of the cuts aren't available you can't find those prime steaks and the really good quality the wet aged dry aged steaks yeah. you know they're just not out there if you do find them you pay
1: an arm and a leg um well and it's not and- just that i i find myself rushing when i go to the store now mm-hmm. i the, this is not, not enjoyable. no and the pandemic is not a time to linger in in the butcher area, it's I'm just kind of getting in and getting out, and it right, it right it feels like like a beat the clock thing whenever I go grocery shopping now.
0: Yeah, and so what we found was that the distribution system at the quality level was drying up because the restaurants were no longer purchasing the quantities of prime meats, steaks, chops, um, and even seafood um, at the levels that they once were. So you have these purveyors that have the quality meats. And it's different than, you know, than the, the Tyson's or the, you know, the, the mass market purveyors. For sure. Um, and and they're struggling and they were trying to find a better way to reach out to the consumers who are no longer going to the restaurants. So a group of us got together and we were talking about it. Um, and it's been tried at, at various levels. Um, and we decided that we could partner with some of the top purveyors, and one in particular in Chicago. And, provide consumers in the Chicago, area, Chicagoland area uh, an alternative to going to their local meat market, getting better quality meat, getting the same steaks you can get at all the top steakhouses in Chicago. In fact, it's the same purveyor that's providing those steaks to those steakhouses. So it's the same cut. Um, and we decided you know, what a better way to offer our services than to have it dropped off at your doorstep. And what the makes best. it really... Yeah, and what makes it unique, and I I want your feedback, your honest feedback on on what you're enjoying tonight, is that the steaks, when you place your order with us the night before, the steaks don't get cut until about 4 a.m. that next morning. So the morning of delivery, when you receive your provisions, everything was cut by these artisan butchers, hand-cut crafted steaks. You can even specify the thickness of the steaks you'd like to receive. And then they're delivered um, to your door by a team of delivery drivers and the delivery drivers uh, th- that we brought on have been displaced from the restaurant industry sure. and from other industries so um there's a very nominal delivery fee for the stakes um, and that goes right back to help support those drivers to give them an added income so we kind of want to give give back in that regard um, we this, this goes back to on. something
1: we've been talking about a lot on the podcast is the need to innovate through the pandemic you yeah. need to find new ways to do things that we loved where the old ways just don't work. And this <laughs> is it. This is a perfect
0: it is. example. And, and hopefully, you know, we can give back, but we can also provide what I think is a valuable service and you just can't go. I mean, you can go to your, to your local meat market, pay out the door for, for a price, you know, for a, for a tomahawk chop, for example. I mean, I did it just as a test and it's, it's pricey and you're not getting the same quality that you can get you know, through the provisions that we've sourced. And again, all of our steaks are dry aged or wet aged, a minimum of 21 to 41 days. Um, You don't have to buy in bulk. So you don't have to buy that, you know, you don't have to buy 10 of one particular cut of meat. If you want one, you know, one New York strip, a chicken breast and a a porterhouse, so be it. Um, Which makes sense
1: because you're, most of us are just at home every night with, Immediate yep. family. We're not entertaining. We're not throwing cocktail parties. We're not doing big things. We're, we're just doing meal by meal. And it's, that's, that's a great option. And it's a good, great option. And,
0: you know, we're enhancing our website and we're going to be providing, I'll be providing um, some tips along with some other friends that I have in the culinary world. So we're going to be sharing a lot of great ideas. We're going to, we're going to be launching a marketplace. We're going to have, we have a, a partnership with a great brand of spice. Spices called spiceology. So we have a lot of exciting things coming. But again, the main the main goal was to be able to provide the Chicagoland area with the same great you know cuts that they've enjoyed over the years. And now, if you can't go, on, and I've I've talked to some people who physically are challenged, you know, yeah. with health health reasons that they don't want to run the risk of going to a restaurant, even if they're open at fifty percent capacity. And this is a great alternative. These were all you know you know the meat and potato eaters that want to enjoy those steak, you know, the steakhouse cuts. So you'll be know, provided that alternative and, and in no way am I putting down, not going down. I fully support going to your local restaurant, keep going to your local steakhouse. Absolutely. House. But, but for those who can't, this is a great alternative.
1: And I mean, we've learned through this pandemic, we're all cooking yep. more at home, even with restaurants Absolutely. open up, we're, we're we're in the groove of cooking. We've got this down. And yep. so let's, let's up the game and eat, eat the legit Best cuts of meat we can.
0: Absolutely, and 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 some of the tips that, that I've provided over the years, and even even you know with, with my with my cooking um, episodes that I've had in the past, there's a lot of you know you don't have to be in a rush. Nothing has to come out piping hot. You can relax, you know, just prepare. I call it mental mise en Figure out what you want to serve, and just enjoy what you're doing, and and make it simple. You don't have to go to the extent. I'm I'm a purist, so for me, it's salt and pepper. Um, I don't you know little garlic salt? Little oh absolutely Not garlic garlic powder.
1: Okay. That's what I meant. That's what I meant.
0: Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Garlic powder and and by all means, I mean for anybody who's 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 cooking out there, um the salt of choice, and, and write this down, go out and get it. Don't ever look back is diamond crystal salt. You'll never fail.
1: Noted. All right. So again, we're going to talk about your your career in cooking and in the the culinary world. Before we get there, I got a box today from Happy to Meet You. I got uh, a New York Strip. I got the the French pork um, cut. The, the French bone.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: And uh, the lemon garlic chicken.
0: I believe uh, the gar. It's a garlic chicken breast.
1: Garlic chicken breast. Sorry, which uh, I haven't made it yet but tonight right before we jumped on got the steak and the pork going and so i haven't touched it yet i've been savoring it the, the smell i've been looking <laughs> at this and it's been split with my 18 year old who uh was as excited as i was to receive this box he's like is the box coming today when's it coming <laughs> uh i i, w- I want to go uh, go for a run i, I don't want to you know miss the bo- he, he wanted to be there for the unboxing like this is where we're at because he That's loves great. cooking. That's been one of the total side note, total tangent. Uh, yeah. One of the benefits of the pandemic is he really has found his, his passion cooking. He loves cooking. So A
0: lot of people have. I, I,
1: but I, don't, I never had that. I, I love cooking now, but when I was 18, no way. I, I, let's go to McDonald's. That, that was my mantra you know, in, in high school. Uh, but he loves cooking and he couldn't wait to get his hands on some of this.
0: Yeah, and you know, to that point, and I'm just as guilty as everybody else. And I think what what this what the what the shutdown has done, and I think a lot of people agree, it sort of gives you a level set or a reset. Yeah. And I tell you, I was eating out a ton, and I cook, um, and I can't tell you. I mean, other than the few extra pounds I put on probably over the last couple of months, but but it's just it's healthier, it's better, and you save a ton of money. Oh,
1: that is the truth.
0: I mean, you, you really do. Uh, it's incredible and it's, you know, it's enjoyable. And now I don't even really want to go out as often as I did. In fact, when I do, I'm almost uncomfortable. I would much rather prepare food at home.
1: So well, especially talking about meat like this. So, right. I, so I'm sharing the strip with my son. I'm going to eat it with my hands. I can do that in front of you. Yeah, right? absolutely. That, that, that's, that's what we're so, meant to do. Uh, I think we got it. I think I got a
0: nice. I think you nailed that Perfect. A perfect medium to medium. It's, that's that to me is the quintessential steak. I'm not. I'm not a real rare guy.
1: Yeah, this is this is exactly that's as pink as perfect. I wanted.
0: You've got a great crust on the outside.
1: Uh, we okay. So working in conjunction with my home my home chef, uh, my 18 year old, put the cast iron skillet in the oven. Got it super hot.
0: Screaming hot.
1: Screaming hot. Put it on the stove top. Put some butter on it, butter on it, and you know before it browned, we put the steak on, which was yep. seasoned. Uh, it's salt, pepper, and garlic, garlic powder. powder.
0: That's yeah. And what I'll usually do a real good tip. Yeah, I'll wait for the, and it should be tender. That's that. That's a wet a wet aged steak that you have there. Um, you'll notice when you when you get a a a, a strip steak somewhere else it'll probably tend to be very um veiny and tough
1: this is so flavorful is it not tough at all and I, I, one thing i noticed the marbling was beautiful on the steak when i got it yeah great right. and that's because it's, flavors, it, you know, it's, right?
0: it's, it's prime and that's so only you know only very few cattle you know in in the u.s and outside the u.s can be labeled as true prime a lot of people try to pass off prime prime meats um but it's all about the marbleization and and, and the intramuscular fat as it may be mm-hmm. to what makes really a great steak
1: oh my god scott this couldn't be any <laughs> any more delicious
0: i'm glad you're enjoying it
1: i'm glad i'm sharing it with my son because i would have just that that whole steak would have been mine i, w- I would have gone through it oh no regret
0: and, and you cooked it perfectly and i so Thank just you. a couple now a couple tips for those that, that want you know my two cents um, people, biggest mistakes people make when they're grilling steaks is they'll tend to salt and pepper the steak, which I I still do it. But what people don't know is that when you take fresh pepper, if you're using pepper, you're putting it on a steak and then you grill it and sear it in a pan or in a grill. Pepper, when it's burned or charred, tends to get bitter. So if you just salt your steaks and then reserve the fresh cracked black pepper at the end just to put on, on the steak right prior to eating it, You'll get, actually get a better flavor.
1: I've not done that. that that's a great, so that's, t- that's a super that's, easy tip.
0: Yeah, super easy tip. Um, you know, just something we picked up. And also, you've got to remember a steak has, you know, four sides. So when you're searing that steak, you want to sear bottom, top, side, yep. side.
1: Oh, yeah. And this, this was a massive cut. <laughs> like there there was no getting around searing those sides and getting that done it,
0: yeah i think was... it was a 12 ounce that i that at least uh-huh. we sent you and that's our that's been the standard and you actually don't even want to go bigger than a 12 to be honest so you actually tend to lose some of the the flavor um my personal you know opinion
1: or this is sweet it's it's tender this it's is buttery. just buttery yeah it's just a delicious kind of right. meat. Mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah
0: mm. mm. I should have cooked alongside you. Happy to meet you. Happy to, uh, hey, pleasure's all mine. But, and you did it the right way. So butter in the pan. Mm-hmm. Also take, this we do for, you know, porterhouse, strip, butter in the pan, smash a clove of garlic on one side, put a sprig of rosemary on the other. Mm. Don't touch it. Just sear the steak. Let the, let the butter get the flavor, you know from the, the garlic and the rosemary, very subtle. I don't like anything overpowering. I like subtle flavors, layers of flavors. I'm
1: with you. It, yeah. Because I even mean, as the cliche goes, it's easier to add than to take away.
0: Absolutely. You can always add. Um, and, and, and so that's what I do here. And then as you're cooking that steak, um, also a good rule of thumb, people, I always suggest a meat thermometer. It'll, I mean, I use it. You know, Every professional chef uses one. I don't, I don't go with the feel. But I will tell you this, a rule of thumb is on a steak that's about an inch to an inch and a half thick, this will never fail you, I promise. Six minutes aside, period, let it rest. You will never fail. It's that this easy. Is a
1: master. This is a master chef. I trust you.
0: <laughs> and it's you it's know, a great tip. I, I live by it.
1: I'm going to have some of the pork now. Um, as far as what you can have delivered to your door, if you want a rack of lamb, you can do that.
0: Rack of lamb a rack of lamb and 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 we actually a price the rack of lamb is far less than what you'd ever pay going out to eat. Um so the rack of lamb's fantastic you can get virtually go on our online how is it juicy moist
1: all right super moist super oh moist
0: and I will say our chicken breast so okay so I'm I'm all into the steak I love a good chicken breast I actually took one of our chicken breasts too I was actually at uh at my daughter's and we, we cooked it was sort of like our own little you know Uh, meat-a-palooza and we cooked up the i did the garlic chicken breast i am telling you the chicken breasts come from an amish farm in ohio all uh vegetarian fed you know none of none of the bad stuff Mm -hmm. i can honestly tell you you could probably cook that chicken breast for three hours and it was the juiciest most flavorful i kid you not i was blown away um it's just this pork is
1: ridiculous this pork you know i think people not me, but I think some people are scared to cook pork. I think there's that old taboo that, you know, I'll get trichinosis if I, if I do something wrong. That's long since. Long since
0: gone. And if you look at the way that, 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 that pork is, is raised, the, you know, the, the pigs are raised today and, and really what they're fed and how they're treated, it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a whole different. There's actually a science behind the whole pork world now. Um, in terms of how they get more moisture in the pork without, you know, through the feeding process. It's, it's actually a scientific process um, that a, a couple of producers have, have um, designed and it's amazing. It, it's, it's all in the feed and it's the, it's the heritage, it's the way they're, they're, they're bred and raised. So it creates a much more flavorful um, juicy texture all by design. So,
1: this is spectacular. And it's weird. I For six plus years, I ate food in my car. People watched as Guess and I did it. Now I'm like super self conscious. I'm eating in front of Master Chef Scott Fisher. <laughs> no, and well, please. Was on <laughs> Facebook tonight. Uh, Zach, who just checked in on Facebook, says he loves pork. Zach's my yeah. man. Uh, Natalie says that pepper advice just blew her mind. Yeah. It, no it, it's one... so, so basic, but no one I know does that. Everyone just does everything all together.
0: There's there's so many cool little neat tips and tricks. Another here's a couple of things that I that I live by also. So you also don't worry about over seasoning your food. If you're going to season, season the oil. And I'll give you a good example. If you're making a fried egg, most people will put you know butter in a frying pan, put an egg in, and salt and pepper it or do whatever, and then it's on top of the egg. The theory is season the flavoring, season the oil or butter first, and then put your protein or your 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 condiment in Mm -hmm. because now your food will absorb the flavor from the oil and it almost releases the aromatics of the spices. Don't ever just always flavor your, 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 your proteins direct. Now with the steak, the other concept of that is flavor your cutting board. So whatever you like, whatever herbs, oils, grill your beef, take it out, always let it rest, which is, I think everyone Mm -hmm. hears to that. Let it rest five, 10 minutes. And then, Season your cutting board. You can put some, some, some oil, you know, lemon, olive oil, herbs, whatever you like. And then as you cut your steak, the steak will fall into that seasoning on the board and lift it off that and makes give sense. you the freshest, brightest flavor. Because think about it if you're oiling and seasoning your steaks on the grill, the, the heat's just charring it. And you, and you get the flavor you get is typically from the fat, not from the beef itself. <laughs> Absolutely. So when you put garlic powder or you put salt or pepper on a steak, yeah, put it on the protein, but season that fat. That's where that flavor is. Um, And I always season my steaks on a cutting board or on a board. And then whatever residual seasoning is on that board, I'll lift that steak up and I'll take that fat and roll it right into it because that's where you're getting the flavor. And also with pasta, think about this. You know, I never drain pasta. So if you're just taking, doing Parmesan cheese and, and olive oil or butter, Season the bowl on the outside of the bowl. Take your olive oil or butter, season the bowl. Take your Parmesan Reggiano, put it on inside the bowl, crack black pepper, salt. So now you have all of that sticking to the oil on the inside of the yep. bowl. Then you take your pasta, throw it into the bowl. And what does it do? It pulls it off the sides. And now you're getting all that flavor. So it's just a different approach to the way that you cook. And it, it makes you- perfect
1: from- sense. And I think if people are watching or listening right now, along with me, we all want to be your best friend. <laughs> we, we we want you to be our meat sensei all right so uh before we get to yeah. your career and background happy to meet you the website is happy to meet you uh m e a t
0: m e a t uh and then the letter u happy to to meet the letter u or for those that want a good pun you can find us in the same go to dontbeacheapestake.com <laughs> either way you can yeah, find well. us either way uh,
1: and then as far as what you have, we talked about the steak and the chicken. Uh, if you just want someone to make you a kick-ass burger that you can oh. serve up, Kobe we Burgers, Angus Prime, I mean, this, Angus, this is the real thing.
0: So we have the Kobe Beef Burgers, which tend to be very flavorful, um, you know, a different texture, very rich. My favorite, I mean, they're all good. The Angus Burgers, you cannot beat. You will never go. I promise you this. And if you're ever unhappy, if anybody ever purchases and, and they're unhappy with their purchase, you're, you're protected 100%. We will refund we will if you back if you're not satisfied. But I will tell you this, these burgers, the Angus burgers are eight ounces, uh, amazing. We've been shipping through to what, seven different states already. Um, and those seem to be the most popular. They're just an incredibly well-prepared crafted burger.
1: You mentioned wet aged earlier. I think we all kind of understand what dry aged is. I'm not convinced we all know what wet aged means.
0: So, so real simply put, it, it's a, it's an enzymatic solution. It, it it sort of manipulates the proteins in the meat, um, and just gives it a very smooth, well balanced texture. Um, so it, it actually increases the aging process and it inhibits the aging process much more quickly than that of a dry aging, whereas wet aging is is going into the enzymes. It's almost like a marinade without any any flavorings. And it creates really, in most steaks that you, you encounter are wet aged if you're going into a prime aged meat. Um, so it's more of a it's a solution, basically. Um, and dry aging on the other hand is where the, the steak actually loses moisture. So the moisture is coming out of the meat and the outside crust sort of gets this you know, almost like a, like, like a black looking texture to it um, from the, the, the lack of the moisture, but inside it's getting caramely and nutty and it gives it that real, that real steaky, I don't even want to say gamey because it's not gamey at all. It's, it's a nutty, caramely flavor. Um, and when you cut into a, a true dry aged steak, you're cutting off that crust on the outside and you're releasing this beautiful ruby red interior. That's just you know the, the flavor. Well, I, I think most people, if you've had a dry aged steak, you know where I'm I'm going. But um, so it's it's more of a of a solution based or, you know, a, a, a temperature controlled based. That makes sense. Way of.
1: One of the things you offer that we can have delivered to our door, is a New Zealand rack of lamb. Rack of lamb. That it looks gorgeous. It sounds great. That seems like the the kind of thing that people might be intimidated to cook.
0: Okay. Lamb chops are in the, the rack of lamb and i love a lamb chop i i'm 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 a lamb chop with a long bone versus a loin chop guy i love the, the long bone of the yeah. chop. i love the little piece of meat around the outside and that long bone it is the easiest thing in the world lamb is the easiest thing to cook in the world um a, a rack of lamb you literally salt and pepper and throw it in the oven it's that That's easy it. What I like to do. This is my absolute favorite. I encourage everybody to do this, and we can cut the lamb chops off the off the rack for you and just give you individual chops. This is it. My favorite, favorite, favorite. Get a broiler pan out, salt, pepper, garlic powder. Line them up on the broiler. Broil them four or five minutes aside until they get nice and crispy. Flip them. Crisp up the other side. Serve them with mint jelly. Oh yeah. My favorite, favorite way. It's so simple, and they uh, cook like that.
1: I, I'm glad we're doing this after dinner because I feel like if we were talking about this before <laughs> dinner, people would be jumping off because we're just gonna make them hungry talking right, about right,
0: this right. stuff. Right, right, it's, All right. Uh, happy,
1: happy, happy to meet you. Letter U. Happy to meet you. Com, with the letter U. Com. to have this food delivered. I mean, this is this is as good as it gets. I mean, truly, the the steak I'm I'm having right now. We, and
0: again, everything is delivered to you fresh. Cut that morning. We don't serve mm-hmm. what I call steaksicles like so many of our, our frozen competitors offer. You know, we wanted to do something different. And even at the purveyor, they encouraged me to do frozen. I said, nope, I'm doing fresh. In Chicago, the Chicagoland area, the suburbs, we're doing fresh. Outside of Chicago, we ship everywhere virtually. Um, that has to be frozen. But even when we send orders out as if people are sending them as a gift or people want to try them uh, in certain markets, people in California love us. I mean, shipping costs are a little high to the West Coast, but um, to get a great Chicago cut steak, um, you you know, some people are they want it. So what we do is we cut them fresh that morning. We cryovac them and we flash freeze them that same moment. Pack them and send them off one to two days, the latest, in are in a really nice, protected box, insulated. Um, about fifteen pounds of ice total, dry ice and, and, and uh, ice packs. You get the same quality. As, That's awesome. As you would if you if you came to Chicago. So we don't cut any corners. We try to do it and offer our steaks very, very competitively priced. Um, we're really focused on that. Hyper focused on that. And anybody can contact us through the website. And if there's something that you don't see and you want, just, you know, we're your online butcher. We're, we're here to, as we say, steer you in the right direction. <laughs> um, I know the, the horrible puns. Back to puns, the puns, but yeah. Puns, but, but we really do we <laughs> want to be able to uh, provide, you know, any of our customers with what, what they want. Um, so if, if, if you don't see something on our site or you want a specific cut, you want a certain thickness, we can do it. And if we can't, we'll let you know. But, but chances are we can
1: happy Frisket. to meet you.com I, I this is just i I'm, i have a gorgeous plate of meat in front of me right now. let's talk a little bit about your history, your background. Uh, sure. a lot of us may may have first seen you uh, on master chef that, that first season. the very first season. Uh, tough tough go around uh, in the first 3 episodes. Uh,
0: yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was it was intense. It um,
1: was and, intense and you were going I and mean, Gordon Ramsey dressed you down.
0: He dressed me down. So what happened was, and yeah, I was eliminated on, on one of the, I think it was an onion competition. What happened was, is I actually cut myself.
1: Right. They, they showed the, the apron afterwards. The apron was <laughs>
0: bloody right here. This is, yeah, that's it right here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was the bloody apron. It's my claim to fame. Um, I actually ran back to the wrong station after I was bandaged up and when they came to look at my preparation for the dish, I looked down and I looked next to me, and I know the two cast members that were supposed to be next to me weren't. They were like five rows down. And I looked, and I ran back to someone else's station, and they no! Yep. So, I mean, I, I could have made a spectacle. I was probably should have because it probably would have created more drama. But I was not at my station, and I got the poo.
1: Oh my god, that's terrible.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I, I'm but sure you know what.
1: I'm sure it was an interesting experience. Uh, it's, it's one for...
0: It was, it was the best experience that I personally had, had ever. Uh, it really taught me a lot, but I never expected to even make it past the audition. Because so there were like 40,000 people, people
1: right? Or like 4,000,
0: was 40. No, 40, you're right. 40,000 40, people. And it was an interesting story because when I knew that I made it to, to go to LA to present my dish to see if I'd get an apron for those that watched the show... So I knew that I, I, I potentially made it that far. And this is, this is a true story. I, I was here getting ready to go to LA and I got a phone call. I was supposed to leave because the production was starting. And I got a phone call from one of the production assistants on the show. And they said, "You know, Scott, we just wanna let you know, only two people, we had a situation change. We can only bring two more people on for, you know, to potentially be part of the cast. And it's between you and someone else. And they said the president of Fox is flying in an airplane and he, he has all the photos of all the possible contestants. And he said, he's making a choice. And I said, you've got to be kidding. You know, What I'm, a weird, I what a weird I already, thing to be told. What a weird thing. And I said, okay, you know, I had already went and got shopped for clothes and, you know, that would be my big break. And so now I thought, Oh, I, I don't even stand a chance now. And I got a call and they said, you ready to go to LA? And I said, you bet. And off I went. And that was just a, you know, it's just, you just never expect, I, I never expected anything. But I knew that That's I so weird chance. to be told
1: that. And I'm sure all these things are running through your mind. Like, uh, should I have lost weight? Should I have had my hair a different <laughs> way? Like all <laughs> these like exactly obsessive, right. like self-inventory oh. things you're going through.
0: Absolutely. And then, but there is nothing, and I don't even know how to explain it when you, and it's just personal satisfaction. When I presented my dish and, and there were challenges there too. Um, but uh, luckily Graham Elliott, was on the show and Graham obviously from Chicago so he was one of the judges so it was Graham Elliot and Joe Bastianich Lydia's mm-hmm. son and uh, Gordon and uh Joe Bastianich gave me a no Graham gave me a definite yes the Chicago connection <laughs> and it was up to Gordon to put me through and and he did and you know then the rest was history and it was like this euphoric state where uh and I think one of the one of the uh, casting directors was on the back lot after I received the apron, she said to me, she looked me right now and she said, Scott Fisher, I will tell you this. Your life will never be the same once you appear on the show. And you know, it, at a certain level, it's it's true. I mean, in my life, you know, a lot of opportunities took off in so many different directions. Um, you know, and it was it was a great ride.
1: I love it. And I've got to think that now that we're in quarantine or whatever this is right now, uh, reality TV probably prepared you for this. Cause didn't you have to oh, live kind of a sequestered life?
0: You live a total sequestered life. So when you get there, they take, and this goes, this holds true with any of the reality shows. Um, the same production company did the bachelor as well. So we were sort of filming both at the same time, but, uh, you're sequestered. So you you have a roommate, you're in a hotel room, can't leave. You can't go to a restaurant without being a company. They don't want you talking or socializing with anyone. Um, you have no cell phone, no computer, no access to the outside world. You're sort of like you're, you're, you're held. It's, it's, it's,
1: total it's like you're in a murder trial. You're, you're, you're in like the, in a murder
0: trial. You cannot. Yeah. And the reason they do that, and I found this to be interesting, the reason, I mean, they're very careful. I mean, it's very well crafted as to why they do that. And they don't, they want all of your anxieties, all of your pent up uh, emotions. They want everything released on camera. And so they, they purposely do that because they, you know, if you're going stir crazy, they want all that energy to be be released right the day of filming. So, and then those that do, when we do leave the show for those that do exit off, they, they have a show, they have a psychiatrist, literally sitting, a therapist sitting off stage that you have to go through an exit interview with to make sure some people, I mean, they bank their, they put their life on the line for the show. And um, I mean, I know people that lived in a, you know, that, that lived in a trailer off in the backwood. I mean, this was their one and only shot at
1: sure.
0: potential success. And it was interesting to see the reaction of all these, you know, the people, how they handled this. But it was, uh, it was an, an interesting, um, interesting ride. It was great. Um, loved every minute of it. And it really prepared you. Um, I was a nervous wreck prior. But once you got into the zone and you started like anything else, you just became very comfortable and relaxed. Sure. And it wasn't an issue.
1: Makes sense to me. So since then, you've been kind of a go-to celebrity chef. You've been involved with the Grammys, the Oscars, Dancing with the Stars. When I think of that, I, I can only help but wonder, do celebrities even eat? Do they need to be fed? It, it doesn't look yeah. like any of them so, actually.
0: They do. Actually, the the one the first season that I did for Dancing with the Stars when we did the rap party was the season that Drew Carey was on. Drew had just lost a lot of weight. So one of the reasons why we did this event uh, is is we partnered with a company called Blendtec, who makes the great blenders, and we wanted to do a healthy wrap party. So everything that we created had to be created in a Blendtec blender, believe it or not. So um, we made this avocado ice cream and Drew Carey loved it. I mean, he had just lost all this weight, was trying to eat healthy. Um, it, It was great. And and. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it opened up all those opportunities, and but it was a unique experience. Cooked for five hundred people, you know, in LA, and you had done it, you know, several times thereafter.
1: See, that seems more stressful to me than doing a reality TV show, like cooking for that that oh, volume. Oh, it is.
0: So uh, we took over. So we did all of the rap party that we did that one year. We took over the Sofitel Hotel in LA, and at three o'clock in the afternoon, never forget it. I had three weeks to prepare for cooking for five hundred of LA's. You know not only people from the show but but celebrities and, and and press and media um that that night and we we took over the hotel kitchen at three p m they the hotel staff left. Mm-hmm. I came in with my team, we converted the entire soap hotel over to you know a dancing with the stars event and and we cooked our little hearts out, but did all I did a lot of the prep from chicago and we partnered with whole foods and it was a, it was a huge coordination effort, but we pulled it off and it was an incredible, incredible event. So sort of like the, uh, the a Wolfgang puck event only. You
1: it know, it seems Master exhilarating. You, you get to the end of it and you're like, well, I'm not sleeping for another day. Yeah, oh, that it was right?
0: great. Yeah. Just, oh, it's, 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 it, it's, yeah, it's again, it's that adrenaline it's making sure that everything goes off without a glitch, you know, and, and you have, and with that, it's probably more pressure than it was on Master Chef, only because we had, you know, TMZ was there reporting on it. And they, they, I think they said, I mean, they gave it a glowing review. Um, and a lot of the LA press was there. And, you know, you're being, you're, you're being highlighted, you're being critiqued. So it's, sure. you, you want to make sure that it's good. Um, I brought some local Chicago folks down with me. We did, a, we actually did a cake out of, uh, I, I bake as well. And we, we made the cake look like the uh, Dancing with the Stars dance floor. It was pretty cool. Nice. We did a mirror ball trophy that was edible as well. So it was it was amazing
1: is it true you were never formally trained
0: never and and so that was the caveat with masterchef so in order to appear on masterchef or be cast on masterchef you could not have a classical trained background and and they believed me, through the inter- they interviewed us four times prior to um you know to getting on the show and and you know they would ask you questions that pertain to cooking to see if you knew they were trying to catch us to see if we we really knew some inside terms. Sure.
1: I mean, yeah. if you give someone an incentive, they'll find a way to get to, get to that incentive. I mean, he, if there's a way to cheat the system, someone will try to do it.
0: Yeah. You know, it's sort of like somebody who goes in and knows how to, you know, to build, rebuild an engine in their garage. They never went, you know, they, they didn't go to school to become a mechanic, but they know through their passion, they know it's their hobby and you know how to mm-hmm. do it. So that was, you know, it was all, cooking has always been my hobby. I mean, I, I grew up on the North shore. I was eating in restaurants for the time I think I was four Spent a lot of time at, at, at my favorite steakhouse, which is no longer there in Highwood. Called my favorite Highwood, Inn, my favorite in Willie's, uh, best best New York strip steak al forno with a side of ravioli al forno. I wish.
1: So I my me- my memories there. of Highwood are much more irresponsible and decadent. And, uh,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. we have those memories too. Okay. But, <laughs> but, but i going back to, I guess the point I was trying to make was I always <laughs> <laughs> had always grown up eating out and enjoying, um, yeah. really, really good, good food. And, um, so I was always surrounded by it, um, worked and put in my, you know, I, I worked as a, as a server in a number of restaurants. Um, I, I, I attended bar for, for quite some time. um, Always have been around the culinary world. So truly enjoy it.
1: So you turned a hobby and a passion into a career. I turned a
0: hobby into a career.
1: I I believe that's what they call the American dream.
0: It is because who, you know, no one can ever tell you. um, I I think I was sitting in a restaurant and and we're looking down and I saw an ad or something in the paper. Oh, no, I was I was in Seattle, actually. Um, On business before I, I, you know, I started all before MasterChef popped up. And someone told me, "Hey Scott, there's this new show that's going to start. Why don't you audition for it?" And actually, this is a, a good friend of mine who's actually a server up at, uh, at Hugo's Frog Bar. And he said, "I said, no. I said, Tommy, you know what? I'm I, I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I'm coming back from Seattle." He said, "Look, I'll go get the food. I'll prepare. I'll go get everything for you. You come and prepare it by me, and we'll go the next morning to audition." And I said, "Oh, all right." So he, I begrudgingly went, and uh, and and that was it you know, I knew that I wanted to do it. I just needed that motivation to, you know, to get me to the next point, but I've always had a passion of cooking, you know, just like yourself. I mean, I just took that passion a lot further. I've always enjoyed it.
1: I love it. And beyond the, the Hollywood type stuff, mean, you've, you've worked for some pretty big corporate names, I mean, Sir LaTaube and William Sonoma. I've
0: done the cooking, right. I've done cooking. So I was part of the cooking team for, for William Sonoma. Um, up until, until recently, um, I'm president of the gelato fest in Chicago down on Taylor street this last year,
1: the gelato fest. I, why have I never been to the gelato fest? You know,
0: last year was our first year on Taylor street, the year before that. And this is an act, this is the actual, so they have chefs coming in from all over the world that competed for the best gelato and actually a Chicago, a Chicago chef won this last year. Interestingly enough. Um, so this was the first year we had it down on Taylor Street through, uh, through Ron Onesti and Onesti Entertainment mm-hmm. that put it together. And um, it was incredible. The year before that, we had it out in the suburbs um, in Aurora, out at the, okay. the, the, at the outlet mall. But th- this last year, we wanted to make it bigger and better. It just, the crowds were incredible. And we actually bring in the largest mobile gelateria. So it's an actual gelato to say a truck it's a gelato kitchen on wheels i'm not it's huge and all the chefs from all over the world fly in create their gelato creations and then a series of judges from the chicago area it goes from city to city and the and the uh we do this for about i think it's the next five years and then ultimately the ultimate gelato chef is crowned um but you taste just an unbelievable variety and array of gelato.
1: That's so, the I'm, kind of thing that, that is a true marathon, not a sprint. You got to pace yourself.
0: Oh God. Yeah, you do. But it's incredible. I mean, it really is. So you know, I've had a chance to oversee that. Um, and yeah, I did some, some work back with sort Cobb, you know, way back when, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting.
1: You've got credentials, I guess, is the, uh, the long story. Made short. Yeah, Got the chops. <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to mention before we part ways. Yeah. You had a, you had a cookie company and the, the cookie making is subtly back in business in, <laughs> in happy to meet you.
0: <laughs> yeah. never uh, never, never veered off from yeah, the, and the cookie. We watched that actually on dancing with the stars. It was a takeoff on my name. Um, it was fish and chips. It was a uh, brown butter based confection, really, really good. And then we had a great oatmeal cookie and the cookie. Yes. So I wanted to bring the cookie back. So I wanted you to see what we're providing. You know, We want to give a sweet little treat in each box. There's a little surprise. We don't really but maybe now we will because there's been so much interest in it, but we actually crafted these handmade (laughs) ribeye steak cookies. (laughs) So you get, so we're happy to sweet you as well
1: i love it well here's the thing i opened the box and my son is like looking over my shoulder as i am seeing what's in there he says that cookie's the greatest can i have it <laughs> no <laughs> i'm sorry I, I'll, I'll do anything for you son just not this cookie the, 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 i this don't
0: think goes. there's another one on the market. you know when i first saw it and um and and again they're handmade by this incredible cookie artisan who i know um her name is sweet lily b and um she creates them for us and we literally created a mold of the logo and we actually I don't know if you have the cookie there
1: or not but it's Oh no, no, my, my, the cookie's in my tummy now. The cookie's in your tummy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, we will have to send you more, but uh, <laughs> it's an inc- it, it looks incredible. I was actually staring at it when we first when we first produced them and I'm like I can't believe this. This is crazy. So, I love it. I love yeah, it. All right. It's fun.
1: So happy to meet you. Happy to meet you.com. Uh really we're all cooking all the time we all want to have great restaurant quality meals at home that are easy to put together uh this is this is steakhouse quality stuff this is this strip steak that i made tonight is just
0: i'm I'm glad you enjoyed it really truly and 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 i'm gonna sleep
1: like a baby on top of everything else
0: (laughs) that's right you will
1: Uh, I do want to thank everyone who's been watching on Facebook live. And of course, if you're listening to the podcast after the fact, thank you for that too. Uh, And I'm going to stop the Facebook live feed. Thank you everybody there.